the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And now, broadcasting from the 960 The Patriot Studios in beautiful Arizona, your car insiders. They work for you, not the dealer. Now you have personal friends for the car buying experience. Lord, won't you buy me a Mercedes Benz? On the road again. Here are your hosts, Dana Southern and Gary Green. Good morning and welcome to your car insiders on 960 KKNT Intelligent Talk. My name is Gary Green. I'm here with my partner, Dana Southern, and we are your car insiders. We work for you, not the dealer. We negotiate the entire transaction from start to finish with only your best interests in heart. And each week what we try to do is just talk about the car business, what's going on in the industry, how people buy cars. It's not our goal to ever sit here and say this happened at this dealership and this is the name of that dealership and don't ever go there. We're not that kind of – we're not, you know, we're not TMZ. No. Okay, we're, we're, we're not out, and there's nothing wrong with teams. I think it's, it's, it's very amusing information. I feel bad sometimes for people being invaded like that, but I get a kick out of laughing sometimes with it. And I think their purpose is to entertain people. Our purpose is to help people. Correct. Now, one thing that I want to share is that we've said this a million times. Not very rarely are two car deals exactly the same. Now, if you walk into a car dealership and you buy two cars that are exactly the same at the exact same time, there's even the the possibility that those car deals won't be the same. And the reason that is is sometimes you can't get financed from the same bank on two cars. You might have to go from one bank for one car, one bank for the other car. Okay, but there's there's all different kinds of ways to pay for your car. You can write a check when it's when you're all done negotiating. Sit in the finance office, and when the finance manager pitches everything, you know. By the way, I decided I'm going to write a check. Now, Gary made a key point there. If if you are writing a check for a vehicle, and we've mentioned this before, but hear it clearly, you don't want to tell the dealership that you're paying cash for the car. You may pay cash for the car, so don't misunderstand what I'm saying, but you want to continue to negotiate the price of the vehicle while giving them the impression that you're happy with the interest rate, but if the price was just a little bit lower, and then before you leave, while you're in the business office, you certainly have the right to cut a check. And and you run the risk sometimes of that because, like we say, every deal is different, Okay. Sometimes it doesn't make sense to write a check because if someone's giving you $1,000 to finance the car, but that's a whole other thing. The point that we're get, I'm trying to get to is that you can write a check, you can finance the car, and you can lease the car. I, I think those are the three ways. Those are the three ways I know of. Okay. But there's a very 
important facet to leasing a car, and it's one word and one word only. It's called understanding. If you don't understand how a lease works, it's the easiest way for the dealership to maximize your their profit on you. Now, in 1992, when I sold Lexus automobiles, Lexus came – they would have somebody from Lexus Financial Services come into the dealership every so often, and he would do a seminar on pitching leases and converting people from purchases to this. But I'm going to tell you exactly how this worked. This was 1992. A lot, a lot, a lot of people had really bad taste. A lease to them was a dirty word because when they leased a car in the 1980s, they got themselves involved in a lease that was called an opened-end lease. Now, I don't know of any of the major manufacturers today that offer those, and they are dangerous okay? because it leaves you open for the responsibility of the residual. But the way that they trained us at the dealership was very simply this. If the customer wants to write a check or they want to finance the car, let them write the check, let them go through finance, and before you deliver the car, have a conversation with them. Bring up the lease. But they didn't want us pitching the lease unless they came in on it until after the deal was done. Because a lot of times in a car dealership, I can promise you this, without a doubt, Without a doubt, at any dealership in town, there's nobody that understands the lease as well as Dana does. So when Dana's sitting with someone and the salesman makes the comment, let me explain to you how the ultra super preferred 72-month lease option that we have, and Dana looks at him and says, you've lost your speaking privileges. You're not allowed to say anything else. The reason a lot of times in a car dealership, even if the lease is beneficial to you, where they won't bring it up because they're afraid. They're afraid of two things. One, you don't un- they don't understand it well enough to explain it to you. And two, you- they've now given you a reason. Okay? And there's stated objections. There's real objections. Okay? When you're buying a car... And you, and you tell the guy at the dealership that your mortgage broker says you can't buy the car because you're financing your house, okay, but your payment's going down, that's not a real objection. That's a stated objection. A, real, a stated objection would also be, you know, that's great news what you just told us, and information on the lease. And now all of a sudden the customer looks at you and says, you know, we're going to go home. We're going to make a cup of tea, and we're going to sit down tonight, and we're going to figure out which is better. And and just so you know, um, obviously the dealership, and from their perspective, they, they don't want to put you in a situation where you can't make a decision. For Gary and I, we're, we're not in a hurry. We don't need to help you today or next week or tomorrow. We're here to help you when, when it works for you. The, the the bottom line is when you go into a dealership and you're thinking that you should buy a car, there are many times where you simply should not finance it the way that you intended to. You absolutely, unequivocally, if you used your money wisely in the investment or the use of a depreciating asset, you simply would not finance it conventionally, nor would you write a check. When Gary and I 
share information with our clients, we don't try to talk people into leasing a car or paying cash for a car or financing a car conventionally. We don't have a preference of how you pay for it. We have a preference that you understand fully what your choices are and don't make a mistake by leasing it or don't make a mistake by writing a check for it. Now, when when I drive up to a car dealership and I meet a client and the gal's driving a car that has 191,000 miles on it and we run a Carfax and the Carfax shows one owner and an accident, okay, that person is – not a lease candidate. Okay. Now, I helped her buy a car, and it was kind of funny because she bought a brand car. She was referred to me by one of my closest friends, and he had just gotten a car from the same dealership probably three weeks prior. And he was like, well, why isn't she leasing the car? And I was like, because she's not like you. She doesn't want to trade Every two and a half to three years. She doesn't care that she's going to have this car. She's buying a 125,000-mile Honda Care warranty on the car. She doesn't want to look for a new car in three months. Now, one major, major huge advantage to leasing a car, and I explained this to my friend that leased the Honda, he also has a really expensive vehicle, over $120,000. That's expensive. And he leased the car. Now, about halfway through the lease, a woman was kind enough to make a left turn and do $25,000 worth of damage to the car. And I explained to my friend that the best part of this, the only good part of this is you don't own this car. And if you heard what Gary just said, it's a critical transference of risk. When you buy a luxury car, and in this case, a $120,000 car, it's not that tough to get $25,000 worth of damage in a pretty serious collision. Under that premise, if they fix the car and you own that car and you go to whether you paid cash for it or financed it conventionally, you go to replace that car, and let's just say that the $25,000 worth of damage doesn't upset you that much, so you're going to continue driving it for a few years. Most people would not necessarily do that. They'd probably want to trade it. But let's say that you don't overreact and they fix it properly and, and you're driving the car. When you go to trade that car in at a dealership, and they look at that vehicle, and they see the scope of the damage that had happened to that car— you would wish to God you would lease that car. Now, now, what's funny is I looked at the car and I explained to my friend about the diminished value and things along those lines. And it's kind of catchy, tricky when the car's leased because you actually you're not the only owner of the car. But what was funny was he had $24,000 in change in damage. I've got two people that I've helped buy cars and I kind of laughed. They both got into minor accidents, about $1,500 worth of damage, and they're both concerned about the diminished value of their vehicle. A $1,500 dent on a car, okay? They can't not take your car and trade if you have a bad Carfax, okay? They might not buy your car if you were walking in off the street, 
But the, the, the funny part that I laughed was here's a guy that's had over $20,000 worth of damage who's not making a stink about it. And I got a guy that's got $1,500 worth of damage on a rear bumper, and he thinks he's going to get thousands of dollars in diminished value. Well, unfortunately, the, the, the reality is that you either do understand the auto industry like Gary and I do, and you study it every day like Gary and I do, or often, you know, you only know what you have learned or been taught, and that may or may not be beneficial. Now, I want to go over this while we're in the same segment. If you have diminished value questions on your vehicle, please do me a favor. Don't call me. Don't call Dana. It's not what we do. And note, one of our friends in a dealership is not going to write something on a piece of paper with the dealership's letterhead saying the value of your car has been diminished by this amount. And the reason that they won't is because there are guys out there that actually appraise cars that will give you that because they don't mind going to court because you're going to pay them to be their expert witness. A dealership is not going to put something in writing because they don't want to be in court. So if you have an issue and you have an opportunity for diminished value, I'm not telling you not to take advantage of it. I'm just telling you it's not what Dana and I do. We help people acquire vehicles. We are not in the insurance field. You can reach me at 602-525-1370 and Dana at 602-679-8324. The Seth Liebson Show, where it's principles, not politics. Why is he harder on the U.S. over imprisoning Muslim terrorists than he is on Cuba for arresting political dissidents? It is that question that tells you the psyche of a president who does not have our national security or moral interests at heart or at the top of his mind, but rather a transnational progressivism that takes it easier on enemies of the United States than on the United States. Weekdays from 10 to midnight on 960 The Patriot. Earnhardt Honda has received the Honda Corporation's esteemed President's Award seven times in the last eight years. The President's Award is the most prestigious and coveted award that Honda can award to its dealerships. The award recognizes dealership teams that demonstrate superior customer satisfaction, new car sales volume, and business management. Approximately 15% of Honda dealerships receive the award each year, while Earnhardt Honda ranked in the top 1%. Please allow us to show you why we are the top Honda dealer in the West Valley regions. Located at I-10 and Loop 101 in the Avondale Auto Mall. Earnhardt Hyundai Avondale offers a great selection of new Hyundais and pre-owned vehicles. We pledge to offer exceptional customer service and ownership satisfaction. Located at 10401 W. Papago Freeway, Avondale, Arizona, 85323 in Avondale Auto Mall. H. Miller Nissan in Mesa offers new Nissans along with pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs by top manufacturers. General Manager Bill Brixey will help you find that new or used car you have been searching for in the Phoenix metro area. You can reach him directly at 1-888-993-1126. His finance staff offers expert advice for those seeking a great deal on a new car loan or lease. 
This service does not stop there, as Phoenix area customers frequently come in and take advantage of their professional Nissan service department and fully stocked inventory of Nissan Auto Parts. They are located at 2025 West Auto Center Drive in Mesa, Arizona. As one of the newest members of the Earnhardt Auto Centers, Earnhardt Cadillac is proud to be your choice for all of your Cadillac needs. Located at 7901 East Frank Lloyd Wright Boulevard in Scottsdale, they have one of the finest inventories of luxury pre-owned vehicles in the state. So, Justin, I was playing that video game Forest Brigade, and it was pretty cool. I was running down this, like, digital path, and I met this digital frog, and he was all like... And I went playing in this virtual stream where this water... It looked almost real. It was this whole electronic forest world. So what did you do? Well, my parents took me to the forest. The real forest. Where I was running down this... Well, it was an actual path. Then I saw this real-life frog. It was all, like ribbit and i saw an owl too then i played in this amazing stream with water around my ankles like wet water then me and my sister and my parents sat around a campfire and told cool stories all night long oh that's a pretty cool too this weekend unplug getting closer to nature can get you closer to your family to find the forest nearest you go to discovertheforest.org Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. If you're looking for the latest videos, audio, and articles from the top political minds from around the country, like Jonah Goldberg, Thomas Sowell, Michelle Malkin, and many more, then The Patriot has you covered. Just log on to 960thepatriot.com today. Looking to see what's up next on The Hugh Hewitt Show? Like 960 The Patriot on Facebook for daily show updates. The Seth Liebson Show, 10 p.m. to midnight, weekdays on 960 The Patriot. Welcome back to Your Car Insiders on 960 The Patriot, KKNT, Intelligent Talk Radio. My name is Dana Southern, and I'm here with my partner, Gary Green, and we are Your Car Insiders. And today, the, the reason that we're talking about some of the different ways that you might choose to purchase a car is as we've talked about in the past, the the cost of of brand new cars is is continually going up, up, up. It's not going down. I mean, the mind boggling thing to me was standing in a showroom and looking at midsize SUVs, midsize, not a full size SUV, but a midsize SUV that was in the mid thirties, and looking at Hyundai Sonatas that weren't fully loaded that were close to 30. When you start thinking about it, $30,000 financed even over 72 months with great credit, the payments in the mid fours at least. And and part of it, you know, and and to be clear on that, the the average transaction price, which just means that for every car that's bought in America, if you take the least expensive new car and I guess the most expensive new car, the average price is a little over $34,000 for a car. And I mean, that's kind of staggering when I think back over 30 years ago when I first started doing this and, and what cars cost then. Just between last year and this year, the average transaction price has gone up about $1,200. The average car payment today that people make in the United States of America is over $500 a month. Now, question for you. You just mentioned something. And 
I know that Dana knows the answer to this, so it's not, I'm not going to ask him the question. I'm going to make the statement. The number one selling luxury brand car for 2015, once again, was BMW. That's correct. So my question, and this is what's funny. I wonder what the average price of the BMWs were. I, if I were to venture a guess, and I think it'd be an educated one, probably mid-50s. Because they sell a lot more threes than they do sixes. Or sevens. Yeah. I don't I, – I, you know what? I can't remember. I haven't helped up somebody buy a BMW 7 Series, and I don't know how many years. I think that's because of your own personal experience with one. Yeah. And, and I love the car, and I think it's a great car to own. There's only one way to own it, pre-owned and certified. So kind of let's go back to what we were talking about a few minutes ago with that price point being the average price, and that doesn't include if you have negative equity or tax or license or – going into the finance office and buying you know, extra products in there. But here's the other striking thing. The average length of a car loan as of December of this past year was 68.3 months. Now, just to make that clear, folks, that's three months longer than five and a half years. That is absolutely correct. And so, no, wait. No, it's, it's, no, it's well, two and a half months because 66 months. It's 3.3 it's 2.3 months longer right. than five and a half years. All right. So apologize for that. But the key is, though, you know, when people go out to buy a car, whether it's a five-year term, and, and just to put it in perspective, at least this is my opinion, I'll ask you, Gary, but if someone's considering a late model used car, maybe a couple of years old, one or two years old, I'm pretty comfortable with a five-year term. How do you feel about it? I what I explain to somebody when they're looking at a car that's two or three years old and they're going to finance the car for seventy two months, they're going to be paying on a car that's eight or nine years old. So I try to make it perfectly clear that that's not my advice. And and so even though it came out a little bit differently than the question, the the key is that he's going to recommend, as am I, to go shorter term, and. If you're forced to, I guess, on a brand new car, to me it makes sense to to maybe go that extra year as long as the rate's competitive and low enough. Because if you're going to buy a two-year-old 30,000-mile car, finance it for five years, be almost out of warranty, maybe need brakes and tires sooner, why not get a brand new car, have full warranty, brand new everything, typically a lower interest rate, and, and go that route. But the, the, the key is... That's still before even adding the tax and license. That's before going into the finance office. And for most people today, they don't really want a five, six, seven hundred dollar payment. And that's a, that's a big part of it. And it, and it's kind of funny because I don't know how many times we're going to say this over the next twenty years. Not each vehicle is the same, and not each car deal is the same. There are certain cars that buying one used makes no sense whatsoever. And what I mean when I say that is if a car is four years old or three years old, and by the time Dana and I can negotiate a deal for you and buy a brand new model of that car for roughly a $5,000 total difference over four years, that's the car you buy brand new. But if the car is a 14 and it's $15,000 less than the brand new 16, that's a car you look at used. So when people say to Dana and they say to me, well, what do you think about 
it, it depends on the car. Now, Dana was talking about average prices of vehicles. Now, when I got in the car business in 1988, okay, Hyundai made a car called the Excel. It was about five grand. Okay. Now, the point that I'm going towards is now we talk about the average price of cars. And what I, what I, I don't want to use the term inbreeding, but the, what the brands have done is they're all trying to capture a certain segment that they never were interested in before. Mercedes-Benz did not make a $30,000 entry-level sedan. And it could be argued they still shouldn't. Right. Now, Kia didn't make... A $66,000 K900. They do now. Hyundai did not offer a $70,000 Equus. Equus. Now, I saw a picture the other day of a new Kia SUV that they're talking about making. And I got to tell you, if I could afford that new Bentley SUV that's coming out, I'd be looking at this Kia before I'd buy that. Now, they're calling it. A luxury SUV, the Kia. This thing was sick. I can't remember what it was called. It was like it started with a T. I don't remember if they called it a tornado or what, but this thing was really good looking. But as going Dana's, after the Cadillac Escalade. Now what Dana's talk actually it's the weirdest shape I've ever seen. And it's a two door. Now what's weird though is what Dana's talking about. The average price of a new car purchase is Right at just over $34,000. Okay. The average car payment today is over $500. Now, what they don't tell you is that's the average car payment, but a lot of people put money down to get to that payment. Now, when you walk onto the lot at the Dodge dealership and they have these Ram pickup trucks that are half tons and some of them are close to sixty grand. The, now, I'm not talking uh, a 2500 I'm not talking a 3500 I'm talking about a 1500 Laramie Limited Longhorn. Half-ton. Half-ton pickup truck. It's, it's unbelievable, the price of cars. And, and that's why when you're going out to purchase a vehicle, and again, we don't have a preference of how you pay for it, it might be really wise to have a full understanding of how you might be able to use your money. And whichever route you select, we'll support 100%. My number is 602-525-1370, and you can reach Dana at 602-679-8324. Jim and J.J. Testa, commercial fleet managers at Camelback Toyota, are truly good guys in the automotive business. They've been in the car business since 1987 and the entire time in the Phoenix metro area. They are kind of like their own dealership, very easy to work with and have the largest selection of Toyotas in the Southwest, not to mention a great selection in pre-owned and certified vehicles. A special thanks goes to John O'Malley, managing partner, for giving Gary Green his first start in the automotive business in 1988. You can reach Jim at his desk at 602-200-5520 and JJ at 602-532-4472. Earnhardt Kia, the fastest growing Kia dealership and the number one volume dealership in the Valley of the Sun. Located on Bell Road, just minutes from Scottsdale and Glendale. 
Our locations allow us to serve all the greater Metro Phoenix areas as well as nearby Tempe and Peoria. You can visit us at 2121 East Bell Road in Phoenix or call General Manager Scott Clark at 602-345-5405. This is Dan Marley, head coach of Grand Canyon University, inviting you to join the voice of the Lopes, Michael Potter, for an exciting season of antelope basketball. That's right, Dan, and tonight your Lopes welcome the New Mexico State Aggies into GCU Arena. The house will be rocking as the Lopes look to test their medal against the perennial WAC champs. The tips at 7, join me and the coach, Dan Nichols, for the antelope pregame show at 645. The Lopes and the Aggies tonight on your home for antelope basketball. Our sister station, Family Values Radio, 1010. You won't want to miss a moment of the action. Lopes up. Monte Vista Cleaners. Dry cleaned or pressed garments, only $2.59. Laundered and starch shirts, only $1.75. Monte Vista Cleaners use state-of-the-art equipment and best cleaning supplies to offer you fast same-day service until 9 a.m. every day on dry cleaned items and next-day service on all other times. They're open from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. Monday through Saturday, 20010 North 59th Avenue in the Glendale Home Depot Shopping Center or 8345 West Thunderbird in Peoria. Monte Vista Cleaners. Take an ordinary putty knife and scrape off the old wax ring. Place the new wax ring over the flange, then line up the bolts with the bowl and gently set in place, making sure a proper seal is created with the flange and drain. Next. Um, Dad? Uh, yes, sweetie. Is that an old plumbing manual? Oh, um, yeah, yeah, honey. We really need to get some new books. Right. Um, do do you want me to stop? Nah, I kind of want to know how it ends. Okay. Tighten the bolts, line up the flushing valve to the opening in the top of the bowl, and secure the tank with a screwdriver and crescent wrench. (laughs) The smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. How do we get a diagnosis? What are the stages of the disease? When someone in your life has Alzheimer's, not a day goes by that you don't have questions. Do we need full-time care? Are there any new treatments? So many questions. Where do you start? How will I pay for this? Where can I get extra help? Alzheimer's.gov a reliable resource for information about Alzheimer's and related dementias. What happens next? Where can I find answers? The answers start here. If you're looking for the latest videos, audio, and articles from the top political minds from around the country, like Jonah Goldberg, Thomas Sowell, Michelle Malkin, and many more, then The Patriot has you covered. Just log on to 960thepatriot.com today. Got an iPhone, BlackBerry, or smartphone? Download the Patriot app for your phone. Just go to your app store or log on to 960thepatriot.com today. The Patriot. Welcome back to your current side. on 960 The Patriot, KKNT Intelligent Talk. Once again, my name is Gary Green. I'm here with my partner, Dana Southern, and we are your current siders. And it really all it is is our goal to help people. You know, somebody will say to me, did you sell any cars today? No, I didn't sell any cars. I help people buy cars. And, you know, Dana and I talked about something before the show today, and it's, it's kind of a, a moral dilemma. You know, and I'm not the salesman of the dealership, and, and I'm not sure the people should buy this car. 
So I kind of laid everything out. I explained everything to them. I said, and don't tell me right now what you want to do. Tell me this afternoon, after you talk to your fiancé, after you talk to your fiancé's parents, what you want to do. Now, it's not the end of the world if they don't buy this car, and it's not going to change their lives if they do buy this car. Uh, it was just something kind of weird. It was a weird circumstance. But it's it's your best interests that we're looking for. You know, and, you know, I had a friend that was upside down in his vehicle over $10,000. That's a significant amount of negative equity. And I sat down with a general manager friend of mine, and with the $6,500 that he was able to apply towards the lease of a new car, he was able to trade him out of a 70,000-mile out-of-warranty Buick and put him into a brand-new car that was going to be warrantied bumper-to-bumper for the most part for the four years and 60,000 miles of the lease and keep his payment the same with a whopping $500 down, eleven close to $11,000 upside down. Now, the scary part was when we went into finance, the business manager wanted to talk to the gentleman about switching to an 84-month purchase. And, and let me clarify so that you understand. Normally, Gary would not have gone to a four-year term and without knowing all the details behind that as a listener, I can just tell you that that's an unusual and rare occurrence that he'd go that long. But it was the right thing for his client. Getting back to the person in finance, the reason that they want you to extend the term out to 84 months and possibly lower your payment a little bit, theoretically, is in order to enable them to have the opportunity to sell or include or put into your payment the products that they sell in the finance department. When you do a short-term lease, like Gary alluded to earlier, in most cases, you're under warranty for the duration of the term. Most leases, not all, come standard with gap insurance so that if you do have negative equity or if you're not putting a lot of money down, which we don't recommend on a lease that you ever put a lot of money down, gap insurance is something that protects you in the event the vehicle stolen, totaled, or irreparably damaged and puts you in a position where you don't owe any money in the event that the car's totaled. And without boring you with that part of it, there's there's just many, many different aspects that transfer risk from you as a consumer. People often think, hey, I drive too many miles. I can't lease. Is that true, Gary? It's not even close, but he hit a very valid point. A lot of times, the way that the manufacturer puts the lease package together, because the manufacturer is the one that gives the dealership the buy rate. They're the ones that set the residual. A lot of times you could look at a certain, and Mercedes is a perfect example. They'll put a special lease out there, and it's so special that it's got a weird term. 27 months, 30 months, 33 months, 36 months, 39 months, 42 months. However, there are certain cars that the person will look at the lease, and they'll say it's 36 months in the payment. Well, how about if I stretch the lease out? Well, 
certain cars, when you go past the three years and 36,000 miles, not only does the payment go up because they no longer have the Savented program, but now you're buying a car that may not be covered under the warranty. Now, the only reason that we stretched to a 48-month lease was that the, they offered the same subvented rates for up to 48 months, and the Kia has a pretty much bumper-to-bumper warranty with the exception of a few electrical items for five years and 60,000 miles. But if you were looking at a Toyota or a Nissan or a car that's got your basic three-year, 36,000-mile warranty, okay, Dana and I would never suggest stretching the loan past that. And and the lease. I'm sorry. And and obviously the manufacturers typically guide it to a, to a shorter term lease for for a variety of reasons. But getting back to just whether or not you go out and buy a whole car, and and that's what you're kind of talking about when you purchase a vehicle. You're the person that you know puts down the down payment, pays the interest rate, agrees to pay the monthly payment agrees to take all the risk of depreciation and ultimately we'll talk about it more after the break 602-525-1370 and you can reach dana at 602-679-8324 mike gallagher explains the fanatical support of donald trump they think there's a guy who will finally do what he says he's going to do unlike mitch mcconnell John, go down the list of failures, the the refusal to defund Obamacare after promising they would. Over and over again, you know how let down Americans feel with the Republican Party. The Mike Gallagher Show, weekday mornings at 7, right before Dennis Prager at 10, on Intelligent Talk 960, The Patriot. Earnhardt Scottsdale Lexus customers drive the finest vehicles in the world and have equally high expectations from their dealership. We invite you to visit Earnhardt Scottsdale Lexus and experience the pride that every Earnhardt Scottsdale Lexus associate takes to provide quality service to our clients. At Earnhardt Scottsdale Lexus, you'll find more than just a vehicle. You'll find people that know how to take care of a Lexus, but more importantly, people that know how to take care of you. Located at 6905 East McDowell Road in Scottsdale. Family owned and operated, Earnhardt Hyundai North Scottsdale strives to surpass your expectations by actively listening to their customers and employees. Their goal is to simply provide an exceptional experience before, during, and after the sale. The exceptional experience is not a slogan, it's a way of life at Earnhardt Hyundai North Scottsdale. This is Presley Reader, host of Aging in Arizona here on 960 The Patriot. And I want to invite you to an event in Scottsdale on Saturday, January 16th. McDowell Village, a premier senior living community located just east of Hayden on McDowell Road, is celebrating their 10-year anniversary and is inviting the entire valley to celebrate with them. The event will run from 9.30 a.m. to 2.30 p.m., includes a classic car show, two live bands, food trucks, and a kid zone with face painting, a balloon artist, a petting zoo, and more. And don't forget to tour the community itself. McDowell Village offers a sense of belonging like no other senior community I've seen, and they have both independent and assisted living services available. For more information, call McDowell Village at 480-970-6400. Again, that's 480 970 6400. 
You're never too old, too wacky, too wild to pick up a book and read with a child. This is Andrew Morrill, president of the Arizona Education Association. Reading to your child now can spark a lifetime of reading and learning. Parents, we know you're tired at the end of a long day, but by taking just a few minutes to read with your child, you'll be setting them on a path towards reading and learning on their own. And studies show students who read and are read too do better in school and in life. So have books that interest your child around your home. If your child enjoys sports, have books about sports. If your child enjoys ballet, have books about dancing. With parents and teachers working together, every child in Arizona can learn to read. And reading may be the most important thing they'll ever learn. A message from the Arizona Education Association. If you're looking for the latest videos, audio, and articles from the top political minds from around the country, like Jonah Goldberg, Thomas Sowell, Michelle Malkin, and many more, then The Patriot has you covered. Just log on to 960thepatriot.com today. Looking to know what's up on The Dennis Prager Show? Like 960 The Patriot on Facebook for daily show updates. 960 The Patriot, where truth matters. Welcome back to Your Car Insiders on 960 The Patriot. Well, just kind of to finish up on what I was talking about there a moment ago, the, the, the bottom line is you're the person, if you're paying the higher monthly payment, financing for the longer period of time, either being out of warranty because you chose not to purchase an extended warranty, um, either have gap insurance because you chose to purchase it or you didn't. But more importantly, when all the smoke clears, you get whatever's left over and you're at the mercy when you go to trade it in as to what a dealer would think it is worth. Now, we're not going to go into at length. I'm going to ask Dane a couple of questions. And we're, we're going to ask the questions, but we're not going to talk about them because I've got a few questions I want to ask him because sure. it has to do with – what we've been talking about, whether you should lease a car or buy a car. Okay. When you finance a car, do you own it? Nope. When you lease a car, do you own it? Nope. The biggest misconception in the car business is when the customer is trying, they're trying to explain a lease and they say, I'd like to, I like to own what I have. Well, folks, let me fill you in on a little something. Unless you're writing a check, for the car, and you don't own anything. It's a title-holding state. I want you to call the bank before you made your final payment and say, send me my title. I own the car. Okay, next question. I drive too many miles. I don't want to lease a car. Well, I can tell you this for sure. If you drive you know, maybe more than 35,000 miles a year, then perhaps leasing may not be for you. However, if you drive less than 100,000 miles in three years, it may absolutely be the thing for you to do. Now, you heard what he said. May. There is no, no formula for any car purchase that tells you which is the right way, which is the wrong way. Now, we might turn around and we might tell somebody, hey, I leased a car. And I leased this car for three years and 36,000 miles, and I have a perfect example. I helped a really nice gal that was referred to me from a gentleman in the bank lease a car. 
And the problem with the lease car became this. Her son moved home. And her son got a job at the Scottsdale Fashion Square. And they live in Arrowhead Lakes. That's a long drive. They were putting close to 100 miles a day on the car sometimes because sometimes the mom would drive the son to work, go home, and come back and pick him up. So I told the mom, it's really simple. This is what you're doing. We're getting your son his own own car. We'll get you back in your car solely, and we'll worry about the miles at the end. But even with the extra miles, I'd rather have a lease car and pay a couple of thousand dollar mileage penalty than have owned a car and have the used car manager look at the car and say, well, you got 120,000 miles on the car. You have this many miles on the car, and I think the car is now worth this. There's no, no, no formula. Each deal sits on its own. And how many times have you looked at a car deal, Dana, that you know in your heart that you know 100% what's the right way to do this? Virtually always. Right. There, there's, there, there's, there's instances where... I wasn't I sure look, if that was a trick yeah, question. No, it's not. <laughs> I, because, always. You know, and I'll tell you, it is always, but I will tell you, I've said it to people where I tell them, it's your choice. This is the benefits to the lease. This is the benefits to the purchase. But you heard what I said. It's your choice. But 99.999% of the time, I'm pretty confident that when I say my, if it were me, this is what I would do. If it were you, this is what I think you should do. And, and, and the bottom line is for someone that leases a vehicle, they're only paying for the depreciation on the car. People think that it's like a complicated voodoo economics type approach when they're not familiar with leasing. There, there's so many people that lease car after car after car that are incredibly bright, intelligent, understand it, and for them it may be perfect. For you as a listener, even though financially it may make sense, that doesn't mean that you have to lease a car. The The key is we're going to know what is the least expensive, least amount of risk and best position for you to be in. That's all we can do is guide you. The The reason why we're talking about this is because so many times we'll see these commercials and we talk about them and they have, you know, they show you the picture of this gorgeous vehicle with all the loaded features on it. And then they show you that really low lease payment that isn't on that model. And you think, oh, well, you know, or if you go in to try to get the car and you get frustrated, or like Gary said, you go in and you visit with a salesperson or even a sales manager, and their only interest is selling a car. They don't care how you pay for it. And let, they just hope to make as much money as they possibly can on every transaction. So for them, whether you lease it, whether you get put into a lease that doesn't make sense for you, whether it's tailored to your actual needs or not, really not their problem. For Gary and I, it, it's absolutely our problem. We're going to ask all the questions to to determine and, and hear what your needs are, what your intent is. And then again, as an example, you talk about you know guiding people. I, I helped a sweet lady and I've helped her several times, but one of the times that I helped her get a new vehicle – 
she was adamant that she was paying cash. And ultimately, if she took advantage of the dealer's financing, paid it off in a few months, only financed $7,500, she would have paid maybe $70 to $100 in total interest. Well, she threw away a $1,000 rebate. She threw away the tax savings on the $1,000 rebate and essentially threw $1,000 out the window because she wanted to write a check. And guess what she did? She wrote a check. And, you know, it's funny because – and I laugh at that because I've had the same instance. It's kind of like when I help somebody buy a car and they were going to write a check and they were able to finance the $20,000 at 0.9% financing. So their total finance charge is maybe 400 and some odd dollars over the course right. of the loan. And they tell me a year I paid the car off because, A, they were sick of writing the check. They were sick of putting a stamp on an envelope. Okay. Just because we tell you what we think is the best, we're not going to tell you not to do a certain thing. Now, I have a friend that I laugh at because I was able to get with a phone call, and it was kind of a funny story. His son had very limited credit, and he had financed a car so long ago that the car loan was no longer on his credit. It had fallen off, and he hadn't financed really anything since. But he was trading in that paid-for car that was still worth 11000 bucks. Must have been a nice car up front. Actually, I take it back. He was trading in his fiance's car that was worth $11,000 and paid for. He didn't own the car anymore that he had paid off. And his dad had put him in vehicles all along. And he had no credit score because he only had two items on his credit. Well, the computer is not going to buy a loan for the most part that doesn't show a credit score because that's the first thing that they look at. So I sat with my friend who was the finance director and I said, do me a favor. You know as well as I do. This kid makes $65,000 a year. He has no debt. He's got $11,000 he's putting down. You make one phone call, Chrysler will do this deal at 0%. And it was one of the few times that they had 0% financing on the Jeep Wranglers. But it was only 36 months. Now, the kid didn't care what the payment was. And I knew why he didn't care what the payment was. Because he was getting married and his dad was going to pay the car off as a wedding gift. Now, I explained to the dad, please don't pay this car off right away. It's a 36-month loan. If you don't let him build a credit history with the loan, he's going to be back in the same spot the next time he wants to buy a car. Needing a cosigner. Needing a cosigner again. So what happens when my friend calls Chrysler? He explained that there's 11,000 reasons. The kid's got a job. He's worked for his father for five years, makes this much money. Obviously, we got the 0%. Obviously, three months later, the dad wrote a check, paid the car. Because there are people that are have been raised, and they're not our generation. It's the folks that are a little bit older, in their 60s and 70s, that live by the rule, if I can't write a check for it, I'm not buying it. And by the way, there's nothing wrong with that philosophy. Just so you know, obviously for a lot of people, they're they're just simply not in a position to be able to, to do that. And 
often, you know, if you have an older car that's not doing well, that keeps costing you money and costing you money, well, you may be better off, regardless of what anybody else tells you, replacing that car and getting something that's new or newer and reliable rather than, you know, staying out of debt, so to speak, and then finding yourself paying a fortune in mechanical bills on a vehicle that isn't worth a penny more after you fix it. Now, I kind of laughed. There was a post on Facebook during the week, and they were talking about that there are 300 million people living in the United States, and the lottery at the time was $1.3 billion. $4.33. And somebody put on Facebook that they didn't understand why they just didn't give $4 million to everybody. <laughs> and, and the joke about it was one of the comments was, folks, this is why our country is so screwed up because it's not $4 million. It's exactly what Dana just said, $4.33. But Dana hit, said something earlier, and it made me think about something. I said something about writing a check. Now, I want you to close your eyes and think about this, and I'm going to do this. I know what my dad did for a living when I was a little kid. And I know that we bought a 1964 Riviera, a Buick Riviera. But I did not know till my mom sold the house in 2003 when I cleaned the house out that they paid $4,000 in 1964 for a Buick Riviera. Okay? Walk into a Buick dealership today, today, and look at a fully loaded Buick sedan or an Enclave, and I'll bet you the Enclave's over 50 grand. Well, if it's fully equipped, absolutely. Okay, so now what I'm going to say is a Riviera was the most expensive Buick unless you bought maybe an Electra 225 Limited. They would have been about the same price, but $4,000. If the car today is over 50, it's 12 times the amount of the price of the car today. Do you make 12 times what your parents made? Some people I know. Now, look at it this way. There's a pretty good possibility your parents could have made as a blue-collar worker or or white-collar or whatever, $20,000, $30,000 a year. So take $20,000 and multiply it times 12. Do you make a quarter of a million dollars today? Well... Just in recent articles, the, the, the bottom line is that the average person cannot afford the average new car. That's, that's just the, the current economy and, and what cars now cost. For many people, leasing is a great answer, not just because it's cheaper each month, not just because it's shorter term, not just because it's a less risk, but simply because it's a better business decision. Anyway, with that said, we, again, don't have a preference of how you pay for it. We do love Lundy's Peoria Volkswagen, located at 8801 West Bell Road in Peoria, Arizona. They are the dealer for the people. Wonderful product. I know they've had some, not them, they're wonderful people, but they've had some issues with the Volkswagen diesel things going on. But as a dealership and as an ethical dealership, what a special place. Their phone number is 623-875-4000. And my number, and you can reach me anytime, is 602 
602-679-1370. Or you can reach Dana at 602-679-8324. Hope everybody enjoys their weekend. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.